Yes, keeping it real. Cliffcentral.com. And we got Lorraine, Maisel, Maisel of it's Maisel. Bernice, thank you, Bernice. You made it. Uh, okay, let's put the <laughs> microphones on. And our guest today, our guest today, Casey Blake. Hi. Now, Casey, you describe yourself as a, a sex slash relationship counselor, hey? Yes, it's two of my specialities. Okay, we will we will delve into that. Awesome. Bernice, I was trying to phone you just now. Darling, I want to set your mind at ease. Um, our daughter, Alexa, she's uh, diarrhea, vomiting. I spoke to a qualified nurse, uh, Rena's uh, sister, Denny, and everything's fine as long as, as long as Alexa is taking in some liquid. And I just spoke to Lebo, our, our caregiver, and she is absorbing some liquid. She yes. just ate a Mari biscuit? Yes, I spoke to Lebo this morning as well. Okay, yes. so... You only have to as, worry. as well as well as some coke, sips of coke. Yes. So we mustn't panic. You must only worry, as Danny said, you must only worry if the child's not taking anything in. She's she can even not eat for two days as long as she's drinking. That's well, very important. Well, Amy from the pharmacy was quite horrified that we hadn't taken her to the doctor yet. Amy, who's Amy? Amy, Amy. You know how pharmacists are. They think they're doctors. And thank God, actually, because you know you can phone and you can get. Um, free advice from them and they don't feel that they need to charge you like a wounded buffalo. So, yeah, so Amy says horrified, thinks that we're like disastrous parents for not having taken her already. And um, this is what you're going to need to do from 11 o'clock onwards. What am I going to do from 11? You, you want to take our daughter to the doctor. No, but I just told you that you, it's not necessary. No, forget it, Amy. No, you know what? Now it's out there. It's it's now podcastable. It's everything. If anything happens to her, God forbid, we are going to be in serious trouble because we're aware of the implications. We've had advice from a pharmacist that she needs to be taken to the doctor. We've had uh, advice from the nurse that we can feed her with Mari biscuits and Coke. But the real issue is why do we want to take a chance with our child? She's got a tummy bag. It'll work its way out. Has she vomited on you three mornings in a row? No, but that's the thing. This is about you. Speaking of ill health. Okay. No, no, no. Look, I think I think you should go to the doctor. Of course. Definitely. Without really? I'm sorry. I've got to stick up for the mother here. 100%. Uh, I re- oh, she's even brought food today. I'm loving her. She's, she's had a rough morning. She was vomited on at 6 o'clock today, yesterday, and the day before. And and, and my daft husband won't let me take her to the no, doctor. No, no. To, the, to the doctor we go. He's lost his mind. Okay. Yeah, no. I mean, I had last week, I was so sick. I can't lie. I was I left here. I went How was to the your office. op? No, I didn't even have it. I had to cancel After it. all of that, so you still got your and cigarette sh- butt on your, on your thigh. And I'm scratching oh, no. and I'm hysterical about this op. But I've got to tell you something. that I, I, I was so sick that I thought I was going to die. Literally thought I was going to die. I went into a fever that I couldn't. I didn't know what was going on. I was freezing cold. I had these fur all over me. I was freezing. And, I, the day, and a couple of weeks, uh, days before that, I had my head turned red. And I was cold, and then the morning I woke up with my white linen, and there was red everywhere. I had red from my hair everywhere from sweating. I was about to say, aren't you like postmenopausal or something? No, I mean, no, it no, no, have no. Been I was like sick. a schoolgirl era there. No, no, no. I was so sick. No, it's got nothing to do with schoolgirl. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sports model. Mm. Not a chance in hell. Thank you very much. <laughs> my hair, it was just everywhere. I was so sick. I was writing my eulogy. I was going, what is, um, what, who's going to come to my funeral? <laughs> I was so sick. But, and I can't, thank God I cancelled my op. So I've got to wait until I'm better before I have my op. So it's going to be a couple of weeks. 
So they're going to do the they still have to do the bone transplant and the, the bone sinus. transplant. They still need to insert the the the, the I've tooth. got to go to an ENT. They've got to do the bridge. Yes, I've got to go to the ENT oak now because I've got a big sinus infection. And my sinuses are inflamed. And is that. he is he I as good looking poly- as 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 um, the plastic surgeon? Though. Is he as no, listen, is he as sexy listen, as my Ricky. maxillofacial surgeon Craig Pearl is even hotter. So you've got Greek the, god. No, no, no. He's a Jewish god. <laughs> yeah, Watch no, all I don't, the I don't listeners know. now flock to your maxillofacial. <laughs> yeah, he is absolutely magnificent, Craig. I mean, he's divine. So, yeah. So, we're just going to have to wait. Teeth will have to be done in a couple of weeks. As long as that's not your prerequisite for the selection of surgeons. No. You need Looks to want no, to. No, no, I want, want qualification. Am I allowed eh? to say that, by the way? What? Say it again. I must have missed it. F-U-C-K. Fuck. Fuck. Yes. I'm going to say it. Well, I mean, you can say it, but I mean, really... You know, you know, it's like, you don't make it gratuitous. Oh, okay. And I've got to tell you something this no week. No gratuitous effect. Damon yes. and I... Casey, just by the way, Casey, just throw, come in whenever you like, by the way. You don't have to wait for me to... You well, know. I don't yet have children who are vomiting all over me, and I don't have a sinus infection at the moment, and none of my... Okay, but you do know about if you see Kay and Casey. Do you know about yes. this uh, I, sex I, thing? I know about sex. Okay. A fair amount. <laughs> Casey, I've got have to tell you Have you done something. a fair amount, though? Of course. Oh, you <laughs> see, that's good to know. Okay, so I've got to tell you something. Damon SM, uh, uh, WhatsApped me this, um, Tuesday, this on Tuesday and says to me that you're coming, uh, you're a sex therapist and a sex counsellor. And I go, yay, sounds fab. Um, and I'll put this, sorry, let me put my glasses on. I can't see what I'm doing. Bless because you know when you're postmenopausal. Yeah, those are <laughs> such cool glasses. Though. Charlie Chaplin glasses, <laughs> eh? No, they're not. They are they? What are they? Are they cheapies? Are they gorgeous? Thank you. I said, I need a bit of sex counseling. And he goes, I agreed. So I just thought I'd let you know that oh. David Kalvari thinks that I need some sex counseling. So the reason <laughs> I'm here today is to subtly come and help you with your sex life. So he actually. But I don't think there's any subtlety on this showcase. You really, I mean, you, you mustn't hold back. He's actually, he is actually got you here for me, I think. I no, think no. He's, I think he's then got you here for him, actually, no, well, but I'm not going to give too much detail away in that department. No, well, Casey was on Gareth's show a few weeks ago, and I just thought she'd be a good guest with us. I think so, too. You know, so actually, give, me, give me some counseling. Tell us all about what sex is and what's normal and what's not normal. No, well, the, what I was going to say, Casey, um, don't you think everyone needs counseling? I think everyone needs counseling of some sort. Um, life is so stressful at the moment. And like you guys are saying, you're having a, a stressful situation with Alexa and whether to take it to the doctor or not is stressful because how are people judging you? How are you judging you? How are you judging each other because you're not good enough parents? Life is stressful. Everybody, I yeah. think, needs counseling at some point, if not on and off all the time. But damn those medical aid companies that don't let you claim it anymore. I mean, that seriously put a dent, I think, in the in the income stream for counsellors. I think medical aids are very necessary, but I think people need to start evaluating what they're getting out of their medical aids and why they're there. Um, a lot of people have, are on the highest uh, yes. ranking stuff and never money. use it and have to start evaluating, where is this money going? Am I benefiting? of? But as soon as you've got kids, you need to be on the – you need to have – as much medical aid as possible because kids are constantly needing doctors of some sort. But now, Dr. Casey, I am on the highest medical aid, and all they're prepared to give me for the shrinky dink is like 10 sessions a year. And that's, that's really not Psychiatrist. Well, yeah. Psychiatrist is different Psychiatrist story, but psychologist, fits into medical. So psychologist, yeah. it's a bit of a problem. It's they, called they ally. not as important. Yeah. yeah. So I'm because I'm a registered counselor, I'm about half the price of a psychologist. So if you come to me, you get 20 sessions a year. Wow. So you really are like value for money. Absolutely. But the thing is... Well, they, I've had to put money away into a separate bank account for my counselling. Joking. No, a lot of people do. It's not even that much of a joke. A no, lot of it's people important do. to go for counselling. I need to... And you know what? It's, it's like, like I find my, my, my therapist like a... Da, 
I need to download. And it's just like a downloading session. It's not like you've got major issues that you need to handle, which we all probably do have and I do have, but it's just like someone to talk to just to relieve those stresses that There's you talk about. There's a lot of about. stress. And the thing is, and as sad as it is to say, we don't feel listened to a lot in our lives. There's so many things that we're doing, we're all multitasking, we don't feel listened to. So when you're going to a therapist or a counselor, you know that for at least 45 minutes to an hour, you are getting 100% attention. And you get to say what you're thinking without being judged for it. You can call people names. You can really say what's like deep inside and hurting yeah. without being judged for it. And that's hugely beneficial. Wow. But Damon, you had an experience with the therapist yeah. and she forgot everything that you used to yeah. tell her. You'd you have to what, like up you had no, to update her from week no, to week. No, you know what the secret is? I think you need to find the right therapist because mm. what was going on with me, it got to the point where me going to the appointments was with her was a stress in itself. So like I I wasn't looking forward to go seeing her and going to see her became one of my psychological problems. So I I'm going to see. I, and then it I was mean, really weird. And then they brought me in as a third person to like bring some I'm more clarity. To, I think. No, but it sounded like we, you know, like when a couple gets dull and they want somebody in for a threesome, they like bring in a third person. <laughs> oh. That's how very you strange. felt in the therapy session. I felt that they needed me there to somehow make it more interesting and to invigorate it because the problem was, and I felt very sorry for the therapist. My husband, bless him, bless, is, bless my husband. <laughs> Is unfortunately not very communicative. And I don't. Hang really? on a sec. That's, you know what? that's men. No, what no, I'm, no. What I'm amazed by is that I have people who come to my office and they'll talk for a straight hour and at the end they say, I'm sorry, I'm not much of a talker. But they've spoken because they're never given the opportunity to be talkers. And hear and get and heard. And to be heard. I mean, I've got couples who come in and one of the partners will look at the other one and say, You've never said this much to me ever. You've been in this room for 20 minutes and you haven't stopped talking. How come you can talk to her and you can't talk to me? Mm. There's an amazing, I don't know what it is about the counseling session and the environment in there. You provide protection, yes. you provide safety, safety yeah. there's yes. a component of Absolutely. trust. And people feel so able my to talk. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been going to exactly. my lady for, I've been going to die for 15 years. Sure, you sent her children through, through varsity. <laughs> to children, <her> grandchildren, <laughs> everybody. But you know what? It's not like. I should call her new Carl Lorraine. <laughs> She gets one every couple of months, I notice. But you know what? I think it's not that I go every week. It's not like a weekly thing. It's every couple of months that I just go for a download. I mean, obviously, years ago, I would go often mm. to to deal with issues that I had, have, had, had. And now it's like I find go, I need a download. And it's it's really or something okay. that I need to bounce off of. Like, mm. okay, this is what's happening in my life. Do you think I should handle it this way? And so she's like a live, life coach. She's a mentor. Yes, but she gives you guidance. Yeah, but she, she doesn't give me guidance. She always allows me. And that's one to thing I've noticed. To find the solution to yourself. To find the solution myself, which I like. Mm. That's the thing. We're not supposed to tell you what to do. Absolutely. We can give you options that we see. And we ask you to provide even more options. Yes. Because if you do something because we said so, that can backfire horribly and also doesn't empower you. You go to a counselor to get empowered on some level, to yeah. stop being able to make your own decisions, even if that decision is, do I wear matching socks today? Yes. It can be as small and insignificant to the world, but, but completely walk, meaningful to yeah, you. But if you walk out of those rooms with, your, with, with, with feeling like, you know what, I've achieved something in here and it's, and it's, and it's mm. good stuff, it's, it's well, you know what, I would rather pay her than... Yeah, she's amazing. Well, I'm going to put Sorry, something quite start. controversial out there. Okay, okay. you go. Now, That's I have your a, job. Doll, darlings, I have a long, long history with the psychological profession. 
literally from the time I was in high school, as we discussed last last week. And I find that through all of the time that I've been to therapists and I've gone for counseling and I've gone for all sorts of things, it actually wasn't the appropriate intervention for me. And there was something that none of them recommended that I do right from the beginning, and that was to go into medication. And I feel that sometimes what people mm. end up doing is they end up in these psyche, psychological relationships with people for many, many years, thinking that it's actually going to have an impact on their life, thinking socially that this is what they need to do because the world doesn't respect people on medication. Mental illness is not a respected thing. But somehow in our generation, it's, you know, it's cool, it's convenient to be with your, with your psychologist or your counselor and to have that kind of session. That's all socially acceptable. But the second you put yourself onto psychiatric medication, it's deemed like you crossed the line but yet for me in terms of what my set of issues were which was anger management issues it's the only thing that actually worked for me I'm hitting the table I feel so passionate about it Laura's like no Laura you like chipping the table here darling well that's Burn. the thing like, chip the table. as a registered counselor I don't see people for long periods of time I see you for, like because I'm supposed to be situation based right so you'll come if I see you for six sessions that's a lot. Some people I see for more than six sessions, but most people not. So it's really like a action-packed bunch of sessions, and you walk away getting, hopefully, getting what you came in for. And I do. When if, when someone tells me something that makes me think that medication would be helpful, I do refer them to psychiatrists. I do say, please go and talk to someone who can prescribe because maybe they but know how, something what, I don't. What would be what would be your um, markers? Because in all the time that I was with psychologists over many many years, how complaining, many? Many, like since high school, and my issues were always impulse control. So 20 control, years. 20 years, impulse control, overreacting, getting angry and irritable with people, I'm feeling frustrated, all of these kind of things in my life, because it fell within the kind of normal, um, what's the word, like the boundaries of society and social behavior, nobody ever thought for a second I would benefit from that. I didn't come from a family that um, believes in psychiatric medication. Mm. It wasn't something that was perceived to be something we would do at all, in fact, quite frowned upon. But yet it is the only thing that I've ever done in my life that has been able to regulate my behavior and where I can actually say that my responses to things are normal. Whereas before, this notion, oh, we must try and control your behavior and control your impulses and don't get cross and don't overreact. None of that ever worked with a counselor. My and stuff I, is very, I have a very different approach to most people, probably because I see the world in a bit of a different light. So my stuff isn't about controlling, it's about awareness. And if the awareness stuff isn't working, nonsense. then I bring in, I then I ask nonsense. them for stuff. I, I'm going to actually have to take no, you on No, that. no, no, don't say, do. no, no, Bernice, don't say nonsense because Casey has said, that she does refer people to psychiatrists. Okay, so so here's our scenario. Give me the nonsense. When she feels oh, that okay. she can't take it I'm further. I'm going to intervene after this. <laughs> okay. I am fully aware of my behavior, fully aware. I know exactly what my issues are. I have had 20 years of, of looking into these issues, understanding That's not the awareness that I'm talking about. The root. That's not the awareness she's talking about. Okay. What awareness so, are so you talking you about? how do you control the biological, physical reaction in me that starts to well up when something happens well, that's, that's the thing. It's the awareness is on the welling up, not on what's happening. No. It's, so if you are not able to, if like I've got my toolbox of, of psychological stuff, and if those exercises aren't helping you, as soon as we know they're not helping you, I'm going to say, listen, Lorraine, I'm not Lorraine, sorry, uh, Bernice. Bernice. <laughs> I'm not the person who can help you. I think you need yeah, to go to a client, medical professional. If, if the client has the, her, her hands around your neck, you know. 
And I never even go go through the whole toolbox. I go through a few things that I think will help you. And if they haven't helped you by the second thing, I let you know that I don't know if I'm the person for you. So then you're welcome to continue with me. But I recommend that you go see a medical professional who can prescribe and something, and then maybe the the combination will work better, or maybe I'm not the person for you at all. And what you're saying is fantastic and reasonable. But never, ever Burn, has I think any of my professionals ever said that to me. Burn, I think it's with mm. everything. I think whether it's emotional, physical, uh, mental, whatever it is, I think it's always a process of elimination. So obviously everybody was trying to work on the men, the, 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 the psychological way first before they wanted to give medication. It, it's a process of elimination. Maybe they were wrong at the time. I could be... It could be about money. It could be about them making money. It's, Do you know what I mean? It's it's a bit of everything. And I agree with you. You go to the maxillofacial surgeon, bless his soul. I mean, it's it's 20K. And the medical aid pay four and a half cents. Do you know what I mean? So it is always about money. And there are doctors and they have spent 14, 15 years studying their profession. But it is a process of elimination. It's like I've spent 30, 30 years and I've eliminated emotional stuff. In my, in, my, in my life, and I've tried to deal with it one at a time. Like, I refer people constantly but because, like, I believe in authenticity. So if I can't help you, it's, it's going to be a waste of both of our time for you to be here, and I could be actually helping somebody else in this hour. But then yeah. but let's look at this holistically. This happens throughout other industries, other medical fields. You go to – you've got a, a lower back pain. You'll go to a physiotherapist. The physiotherapist is not going to say to you, well, you know what, to be honest with you – it's been scientifically proven that chiropractors are better at spinal treatment. This physiotherapist is not going to tell you that. Physiotherapist wants to be in business. Exactly. Um, and yeah. you, you go to a chartered accountant to do your balance sheet. The chartered accountant is not going to say, well, go to the if, bookkeeper. If you go, go to the bookkeeper or mm. go to the, C, the chartered the Institute of Secretaries oh, guy. He's such a clever boy. Uh, you know, because he's cheaper and he can do the same job. Oh, it's, bless. A, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, no, no you're 100 percent right. But I, but I think in the field of mental health and health in general, there's more of an obligation to to push people in the correct direction. And I also believe that the training of psychologists and therapists you know 20 I, years ago, they, yeah. they, they they're they're taught to kind of poo-poo this. Yeah, but, um, and also Prozac wasn't around then, and there weren't mm-hmm. those other the, there weren't those antidepressants, all those I don't know all the other names of the drugs, but there weren't SSRI all those things necess- mm-hmm. yeah, necessary around in those days that. They actually trusted or relied on. Now it's like, uh, uh, you know what? I'm on an antidepressant. Oh, cool. Which one are you which on? Which one? Let's compare yeah, notes. Like, let's oh, that's check it good. out. I mean, how many are you taking? I take seven. How exactly many do you take now? Four. Long. Do you know what I mean? So now mm-hmm. I think it's a big difference. And you know what? I think everything that you went through was a good thing because you learned a lot about yourself in the process of getting to the medication. A hundred percent. Right. There you go. Tell me about sex now. Okay, what do you want to know about sex? Sex is a huge Let's thing. Talk about sex, baby. I'm busy writing Let's a blog at the moment. But what is sex? What, what, is, so what is your people. blog? Okay, I my blog is on my what my website called What Now Counseling, and there's a little thing. What Now Counseling. What Now Counseling, spelled the South African way with an S and two L's. Ah, because everyone ah. spells it differently. So you're, you're you're targeting the South African market with your What Now Counseling. Yes. <laughs> so on my website, there is a little tag in the, on the menu that says blog. So I write about some of the stuff that I see. And a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing at the moment is different definitions of what sex is. I have a couple who says the one person will say, we don't have enough sex. And the other person says, but we, were, we are sexual all the time. Like Bill Clinton's definition. Well, absolutely. What is sex? You I know? did not have sex with that woman. Exactly. So what is sex? What is you? sex? What is sex for you, Burn? Come on, give it to me. No, it's the good old penetration. Is it? Mm. Does it, does it? Is it penetration anywhere or does it have to be vaginal penetration? 
And does it have to be with penis or does fingers count? You see, this is an important issue. I think it's the old-fashioned way. So your penis and vagina is is sex for you? I think that's sex. How is it defined legally? I actually don't know the legal definition Mm. of sex. To be honest, because I do know that Brazilian women, women in in South America where virginity is quite prized, tend to have anal sex in order to avoid um, being deflowered or not being. And it's a South African issue. All the virginity testing that happens in this country, there's a lot of girls who are getting horrible anal tears and anal issues uh, because they're having unsafe anal sex. And when I say unsafe, I don't just mean with no. a condom. There are safe and pleasurable ways to have anal sex, and there are and absolutely for both men and women on the receiving end. But it needs to be done correctly. And if you're not doing this correctly, it's going to hurt like hell. But they're doing yeah. it to please the, the, the boys in their life who they think they need to do these things for because no, there's values and stuff. No, I didn't know this. Okay, yeah. now, Casey, let's talk us through it and don't rush okay. through this. So the anal stuff. What, so how does yeah. Explain what good, correct anal sex is. Okay, slow. The no, first, no, hang on. Don't we do a good thing? Teeny... haven't you watched enough porn to no, know this? No, no. But, uh, but the no. porn doesn't prepare you. If you no. watch anal what porn, about, you have no preparation. About, it's just complete penetration. No, but, you don't see what happens. No, but, no, but Casey. Before, and those women are professionals. I mean, they're Before we even get into it, don't, shouldn't you wash out your tochus very thoroughly? You don't want to have anal sex if, you're, if, you're, if you haven't had a good poo. Because or an enema, a good poo. Yeah, so a good poo because you don't want to have. But then scrub that backside clean. (laughs) Some people do. Some people are. Some people are very anal about it, and they give themselves enemas. If you're going to take a laxative, it's going to mess with your anal play. So don't have a laxative. If you're going to do a cleaning out, do it with an enema. So do it from the bum, right? So an enema. Explain what an enema is. An enema is when you insert warm water. But you get you get medical enema bags. I have no idea where to actually buy them. I've been asked a lot. Discim. Why not discim? Does I'm sure. Have them? Okay. I don't know, Damon, the last time you the, bought one, did you the, get a discim? And then the farm pharmacist <laughs> shouts from the end, Hey, Gerard, where's the enema bag? Where's the enema bag, Gerard? We need one ASAP. <laughs> I'll do enema bags. Ah, okay. baby three, they look like they want to have a party. Don't shout into the microphone. Oh, stop your nuns. You know, you must move away from the microphone. <laughs> Okay, so but that is not necessary. Just having a clean rectum is good enough. So if you've had a good poo, it actually it's supposed to clean the way, right? I don't think that would be um, convincing for me. Okay, all right. So but then I wouldn't be I wouldn't be the the normal person. You're in the middle of passion and you want to have anal sex. Okay, so in the middle of passion you want to have anal sex. Just make sure you've you've pooed in the last couple hours. Okay, or like that day, so that because the reason why I'm saying this is during passion and you're going to be squeezing and clenching all different kinds of body parts. If you need to poo, it is going to happen during sex. It's got not the pooing, but the feeling to need to poo. Uh, and then it's going to destroy your pleasure because you're going to be concentrating okay. on not pooing. Does okay. that make sense? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that okay. is why. You want to be relaxed. You want to release. You want to be able to relax. You want your sphincter relaxed. That's okay. important. And also for orgasm to occur, you need to be in a relaxed state so that you can contract into an orgasm. Can you have but an orgasm occur- with, with, with... I don't know if women can. I've heard lots of mixed Yes, you can. About a that. woman can have an orgasm while having... Yes. Butt sex. Yes. Because I've heard that with men, How? there's like a, a It stimulates a the G-spot. G-spot there. Well, through the woman, it, it can stimulate the G-spot depending on which angle you're going in. But most so it's the angles, angle of the dangle. It's always the angle of the dangle. Um, so what my ex-boyfriend used to say it's not quality, it's, quanti- it's, qu- it's quality, not quantity. It is quality. So, <laughs> so if you were well, to hang on, lubricate... Hang on. If you yeah. want to hit the G-spot of the woman from the anal side, must she be on all fours or lying flat? Every woman is different. Every woman's yeah, point of penetration that's uh, pleasurable through. is different. Yeah, but I think you'd have to be very well endowed to do it anyway. I know. No, no, no. 
the the bigger the penis, the more painful the anal sex. No, no. Can what be. I'm saying is from a position point of view. I think I think you would. You can hit it with a finger. But wow. that's not sex in my definition. It's got to involve pee and wee wee. Okay. I say penis and vagina. You penis say pee and wee wee. Have you brought up lubrication? Have I missed I'm, a, that? I'm trying to say lubrication. Oh. You keep on interrupting okay, me. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> you need to deal You're with that. You're getting excited this is, this about how this we conversation. Work. So lubrication is extremely important, right? Because the anus is a non-lubricating organ. A vagina is a lubricating organ that does benefits a lot from having extra lubrication added to it, right? So if you are using... Any kind of sex toys, or if you're using condoms, stick to water-based lubricants. Oh, so don't spit on your willy. That's not good enough. <laughs> spit doesn't last very long, and it's not a, it's not a long it's not a long-lasting lubricant. It's get it, it gets absorbed in the skin. <laughs> no, because no, because I've I've been in on porn. I've been on you porn, and I've seen them do that. Yeah, so the, the spit. They're doing it a lot though. And spit is very temporary close. and it's not the best kind of lubricant. And for some people, it actually acts as an anti-lubricant. The body absorbs it more and it absorbs any moisture that's there. So if you're going to lick a vulva, which okay, so vulva is that's a technical not a car, term. By the way. No, that's not a vulva. <laughs> it's a vulva. So if you're going to lick a vulva, and that would be the clitoris, lip, the labia, the lips that you see, that's on like everything that's around the vagina. The vagina is actually just the canal. It's where the penis or finger goes into. You don't actually look at a vagina. You look at a vaginal entrance. So you look at a vulva. So if you were to lick that, and if the, depending on the person being licked, how their body chemistry is at that point, that might actually dry them out. It Ooh. won't lubricate them, depending Ooh. on how their body is absorbing at that moment. So you want, you want a, a, a lubricant. So something that's actually made for lubrication. So butter, olive oil, all those things, not the best idea. Whoa. So you must go for water-based lubricants. Water-based olive oil. Good old Vaseline. Vaseline is terrible for condoms. No, no, no. You don't use Vaseline. And it's bad on your skin. No. It's not very good for your skin. Like, you don't want I've to seen those petroleum. billboards, though. They say it's good for A petroleum jelly is made out of petrol. So I mean, yeah, but you don't want it on the inside of you. Yeah, so you've got to buy the expensive stuff. But not even. Even like this chem brand, this brand only, There's literally fine. only two brands. At sex oh, shops. No. They, no there's, there's plenty there's brands. Lots. You go to the sex shops, there's millions of brands. Oh, of I only know of Astroglide and KY Jelly. No, and KY there's Jurex and there's... Oh, the sex shops have got plenty. Off the top of my head, I can't even think oh, of all of them, but okay. I'm saying Flavoured ones. Oh, yeah. Flavoured okay. lubricants is fantastic for oral Maze. sex. You now, turn it into a cherry now, lollipop. Okay, so now we've done the lubrication part. We're about to penetrate. Okay, no. So for anal sex. For anal sex. For anal sex, lubrication isn't a once-off. So you lubricate... So, before you can lubricate, right, you need to softly, gently massage the anus. Oh, with your finger? With your finger, with your tongue. Ma, if you're out there listening, I'm sorry about this. <laughs> so, you've got to lubricate. Oh, so you got to... So, oh. you have to Put gently massage. You need to relax the muscles on the anus itself. So, the anus is what you look at. The rectum is what's inside. Yes. Right? So, anal sex shouldn't so the go... the star is the... The star is the, the anus. Damon, put your phone off. Is it my mother, Damon? No, it's Haley. I phoned I friend Haley. I phoned her for, for child advice, but now she's phoning me back. Okay. All right. So you need to gently massage the anus so that it can, it can relax, right? How Just long like do you do that for? Different, the person... Because I often get well, bored, hey? It shouldn't take you long <laughs> enough for you to get, get bored. No, no, not bored. No, no, bored is not the word. I you get, get tired. I get tired? <laughs> okay, so with the anus, as soon as it's relaxed, no. if you pressure gently with your thumb, it starts to... Um, you didn't get tired bit. with darling because I'm pretty sure we haven't done this. No, but I'm, 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 I'm talking about general foreplay. I'm going to use your imagination. Yes? So if you press your thumb against the anus, it should relax slightly. That's how you know that you're getting closer. So once you then you so hence go, you've got to have an empty rectum, eh? Hey? Yeah. Because mm. you're relaxing. So, so then which, you go with your pinky. Sorry, right? but which one would be used for Damon? Because Damon has two anuses. No, man. 
We've established that. No, man, that's a separate issue. I've, I've got a, I've got a fistula. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. It's not another anus. It's, it's just a little hole. It's Carry the on. anus that has a prostate in it. If you're talking about a male-bodied anus, and it's non the vagina or a female-bodied person. Okay. Okay. Does that answer that question? Okay. Okay. So once you're getting a little bit of leeway when you press against the anus, you put on a glove if you've got nails, or even if you're a general person, you put on one of those latex gloves because nails and little um, hang nails and sharp edges on fingers can be very painful on the anus. So you don't want pain. This is supposed to be pleasurable sensation. So you put on a latex glove. Okay. Can you, you hear what she's saying, love? Latex glove. Am I can, talking can, too fast? Can you hear what she's saying about <laughs> no, grooming? I'm, I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm, see, I, I'm, I'm, just, visualize, I'm a visual just, person. So, so you're visualizing those long, those long gloves, gloves coming on. <laughs> yes, go, go, go. So you've got your glove on, and now you add the lubrication, and you slowly lubricate the outside of the anus. With the lubrication and the massaging that you've done, that you've relaxed the anus, the pinky should slowly start to go in. It'll go in into, like everyone's different. It'll go in like very little. Then you take it out, add more lubrication, and repeat. You want to add lubrication into the anus about six to seven times. Until before. your fist fits in. No, that's just so you get your pinky in. Have you had a fist up your tochus, Lorraine? No, no, not lately. You haven't had anything up my tochus. Thank you very it's much. It's much hey? easier to get more than four fingers into a vagina than it is to get it into an anus. Say that again, repeat that. It's much easier to get more than four fingers into a vagina, vagina than, it is. than it is to get into an anus. But even, that makes sense. Even that is difficult to do because it involves a lot of relaxation. If you're relaxed, things move a lot faster. If you are tense, nothing's going to go anywhere. Your body's just going to shut down oh. and say, uh-uh, get out. Wow. So now you've put your pinky in a cup like six or seven times and you've lubricated the hole as much as possible and the, the canal as far as your pinky will go. Then you start with the next biggest finger and you slowly work your way up to. Damon, you're done with this. You no, no, I'm you end with the thumb. No. And you, you slowly work your this way up happening. until the thumb goes in comfortably. And by comfortable, I'm talking about the person being penetrated. It has to be comfortable for them. Can I? This is a serious question now. Yes. If you can't, is there no way of short circuiting this whole thing? <laughs> I agree. This sounds like can't a lot you, of work. No, seriously, I'm being serious now. Can't you take Can't you take your penis and what you've just described with the fingers, just do it with your penis for a while? But darling, is the How head much? of your penis the size of your pinky? Maybe in your situation, yes. But okay, so my answer no, no, for that no. is, Damon, get a dildo that's the same size of your penis and try to shove it up your bum without doing the pinky and see how that feels. Sure. That answers your question. Okay. It's a very sensitive area and you want it to be feel nice. And if okay. you're going to force it, it won't feel nice. Okay, but wow. can we? Okay, so uh, that is how to have safe anal penetration. So it's quite a, it's a, it's it's a quite a project. It is so, a project. So when you see, when you watch it, so if you happen to see anal sex in a movie, in a porn movie, they've done, they've done all that. Uh, they've opened it up. I I'm mean, the, the penis sure isn't porn is huge. Can, can it stretched and stay stretched? No, it's a muscle. I mean, so you've had a, back. We've all had one of those really big poos that feel like you're actually giving birth through your bum. It's a very big poo, and afterwards your anus is back to normal and you're normal sized again. Wow. Ah, wow. Okay, so I thought it can stretch to like and sure. stay like that. It doesn't stay like that. If it's done safely, it should it should go okay. back yeah, to normal look, size. Look, at, at that juncture. So it's not like a vagina. So the vagina can so. stretch and stay stretched. So at, yeah. that, at that juncture, keeping up with the Calvaries, if you want to contribute <laughs> to this discussion, if you've got any serious questions or you want to share your experience, 0861-555-189. And uh, yeah, maybe you've got something to add. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my thought. We got, I, I, I got Casey Blake. We got Casey Blake, uh, relationship sex uh, counseling studio. Lorraine, the old furniture part of the furniture now. And, and, and Bernice. Yes. Okay. Furniture. So, so don't, so don't uh, be scared. Okay. So basically, sorry, just to recap, because I missed that last bit. Because I always, I was under the impression that 
the, if you have too much anal sex, you're going to have a situation that if you fart, you're going to have a serious accident. <laughs> so, so in other words, it does go back. It does go back. You, Shot. Uh, it depends on how long you're having the anal penetration for. So it's, it's going to take your body a couple hours to go back to normal. So if you do fart after that, it's going to feel weird. Okay. But now, I mean, I've heard quite dramatic stories about, you know, certain bathrooms, men's bathrooms in gyms, having tampons in the bathrooms and the toilets. I think there's a certain point where after too much, my understanding is after too much anal sex and anal penetration, you can end up with um, stress on your sphincter muscle and you can lose certain muscular control there. Is that is that true? Um, I think if it's not done in a safe way, then that is possible because you're going to force the sphincter. And then the sphincter, okay. the way I've described it, relaxes the sphincter as opposed to, you know, completely decimating it. Okay, now th- that, that leads me on to this. And forgive me if you've covered this already. So in other words, with anal sex, you're not going into the rectum. You just... The rectum uh, is... How much penetration are you doing? It's about, a, a, about what? It's about Five the, centimeters? Some people are different. Some people can't get more than a knuckle. In, okay. And some people can take an entire dildo in, or an entire uh, penis. It depends on who's being penetrated and by whom. So that is a personal preference. Sure. And you, you personally? You, uh, no, what? you can't ask that oh, question. Can I not ask? It's not your. No. She's oh. a professional. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I mean, and you personally? I mean, if I had to ask you that question, I would say no, hey. Yeah, but you've got two See, answers. I, like, I mean, how would you choose which one? <laughs> I like, I like, I like the honesty that David comes up. Okay, so then lastly, while we're talking about it, just so that we cover the, the pleasure aspect, if you s- manage to get an entire forefinger into the anus and you do the come-hither motion, you can stroke the prostate. Oh, this is on a man. On a man. And if you do the same thing on a woman, you t- you actually go the, – the piece yeah. of skin that's between the vagina and the anus is extremely thin. So if you were to lubricate your fingers and put one finger into a vagina and one finger into the anus, you could touch your fingers and feel it. So that's that's how it's it, like it's a pleasurable pack. to a woman. Have you ever done that before? Personally, yes, I have tried it. Yes, and, and? I mean, what? Like, it's lovely. I thought you're not allowed to ask personal questions. You just ask the personal question. Yeah, I no, no, to, it could be a medical question. I mean, I don't. I'm, I miss Casey's it's training. Very much, it's very much possible. You know, and as I part have, of her training, I have maybe tried she it. had to do it. So, if you insert the finger through the anus, you can stimulate the G spot through the anus because that that piece of skin is so small. So that is that's what I was saying. So it's very small. That's why it's very pleasurable, if it's done correctly, for men and women to receive anal sex. I see. See, I'm still not going to do this. I'm afraid I'm not convinced. You don't need to do it. I'm Victorian. No, it's just Vic- an option. It's the one it's thing option. that every single person can experience because every single person has an anus. This is true. Not everyone knows what it feels like to penetrate someone, and not everyone knows the what it feels like to be penetrated. The, the democracy, democracy of the anus. The democracy of the anus. Is it true that the Greeks developed it or made it popular? Is that just a joke? I don't think any particular per- peoples found out how to pleasure the anus. I think it's just been around forever. So that expression, Greek style, is not really accurate? No. The anus has got so many nerve endings around it. Just st- just pressing on the outside and just doing the massage is pleasurable enough. But I think okay, culturally, Can we get away though, from the bum and can we move on to the vagina? I bet you were the one who wanted to talk about this bum bit now. Did I? Yeah, you said, oh, let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah, but that sex is sex and bum is bum. Yeah, I agree with you. It <laughs> goes back to your definition is what is sex. For a lot of people, but that is there we sex. Go. The question is what is sex? For, what is sex? What is sex to you, Byrne? She's already said it's penis but and vagina like, for okay, her. And but, you, but why I use, I use more. It'll be, have to be penetration, hey? But let me ask you a question. Um, is there has there been rough uh, um, rough research 
Um, rough, w- rough. What what percentage of people do anal sex? More heterosexual people engage in anal sexual anal sex activities than homosexual people. I've heard of that before. Yeah. And then, but like percentage-wise, percentage-wise, yeah. If you, if you just look at heterosexuals, what percentage of heterosexuals do anal sex? More. No, no. I don't. I don't know the Isn't actual figure. figure. I've read it. I read it at the beginning of the year, and I haven't reread my figures on anal sex. But I do know for a fact that all the studies that have asked these kinds of things say that heterosexual couples proportionally have more anal sex than homosexual couples do. Uh huh. So it's not a gay thing. It's not oh, boys and the bum thing. It's absolutely not. Everybody has an anus, and it's more in the heterosexual couples. It's more the woman receiving than the men, which oh. is. Happy and sad for me at the same time. Happy that it's allowed and sad because the prostate can give you so much pleasure and the girl doesn't have a prostate. And it's the only way to safely access the, the prostate. So it doesn't mean that a man that has sex up his bum is gay. Absolutely not. Being and he actually has pleasure. It's, it's extremely pleasurable. Go but there but we go. Yeah, being gay or being straight is who you want to love, who you have a relationships with, who you want to build lives with. It's got nothing to do with who you have sex with. No, absolutely. But now, now, interestingly enough, you told me the other day mm-hmm. that the the majority you your therapy that you conduct with clients only twenty five percent is sexual stuff. Absolutely. So what is the majority thing that people come with? Um, mainly relationship stuff, where they've got bad communication and. There's just couples who are fighting constantly and they deeply, deeply love each other, but they can't seem to talk to each other. Um, I've got, and then a lot of trauma stuff. I am originally trained as a trauma counselor. So it's, I mean, you would, de- you could deal with anal sex and then you could deal with the trauma of it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good part of your practice. Well, that's an overlap. <laughs> There's an there, overlapping. There's um, often an overlap. So what happens is I think the couples who come to me for communication stuff come to me because I do deal with sexual stuff. So once you've done the, the communication and the expectations and the couple counseling and the marriage is much better, then we start to talk about the sex. So I think they choose me for that. I get the feeling because most of my couples have established a relationship, have established a relationship yes. with me and then we talk about the sex stuff. And they say, we're going to talk to you because we know on your website it says you do sexual counseling. So not all the couples who come to me come to me for sexual stuff. Not all of them bring it up. But majority of my practice is relationship marriage counseling. What happens when you get to... A- I'm sure you've been in a situation where you want to tell the woman or you want to tell the man, oh, my God, she's such a bitch or he's such a prick, you just get away from him. It's not my place. You can't, eh? It's not my place to say that. But but do you ever feel secretively that you want to say it but you can't? It's very strange. When you're in that that role, because when I'm in my therapy sessions… Empathy. You you feel both sides. You you should be a judgment. Unjudgmental. Look, we're all human, so we all have a level of judgment. I just do my best not to let my judge. Like, as soon as I feel myself judging, I say, Casey, stop it. This is not your place to be judging. And it goes away. And then I feel the empathy from both sides. I can feel, in your words, the one person's being a complete prick and the other one is being the victim. I can feel both sides. And I'm trying to help them see the pain that they're causing in both, in both parties. parties. But then often, you must get to a point... Where you say, well, sometimes you say to a couple, guys, I've got to be honest with you, I think you should break up. You know what? Does that, of, how many times does, does that I've happen? I've had a few couples who come to me, and after coming to me, they do separate, but I don't think I was the cause of that. I think they were going to be separating anyway, and I just speeded it up by a couple of years because they were in such a bad space. That's efficient. That's they were good in such stuff. a bad space when they got to me, and you know what? They break up on good terms. I've only had a handful who didn't break up on good terms, but that's because they, own have, they each have their own stuff and they weren't ready to accept it. 
and it's not my place to force anybody to accept anything. You come to me, and what you tell me is what I tell you back in different words, and it's all about the reflection. So I'm basically a mirror. I show you what you're not seeing within yourself. I don't invent things. I don't, you know, say, oh, Bernice, I think, you know, what, what, what. I don't. I, I just say, tell you what you make me think. Have but you ever I, had a... Have you ever ever had a couple who really are fighting and just have a really bad relationship but really have good sex? Yes. I've had couples where the only thing that works in their relationship is the sex. Is is that unusual? No. Oh, so that's quite common. I don't know how common it is, but it's not uncommon. And I've got couples where the only thing that everything else works in their relationship except for the sex. So I've, I've seen both sides of that coin. Whose phone is buzzing? Can Which you just? Man. I think just take it off the table, like yeah. Right. Getting, we're getting, we're getting the vibes, the vibrations. Okay. So there, there are a lot vibrations. of people that they just don't, they have no communication skills, but they can have amazing sex. Yeah, I've got couples who come just to learn how to talk to each other again. And then I've got couples who we we've ironed out most of their stuff, but they still don't. They're scared to fall back into their old patterns. So if they have a fight that they need to have, they actually come and have it in my office so that I can mediate the fight so it doesn't. So they, they wait, so they don't have the fight, they wait to have the fight in your office. I they couldn't do. Wow, that's control, how, eh? How can you control not having a fight? No, I can't. If I'm going to go off, I'm going to go, off, just then go, and go there. off then and there. That's amazing. Wow. But then you're not in a situation where you're scared to st- say anything in case it causes a fight. And those are the... So it's, it's all very different yeah. and it's all personal. And what I try and help them do is help them have their fights outside of my office. Because now the therapy, as far as I'm concerned, is done. They're talking, they're communicating. Those things that they are presented with is done. So now I just help them. How would they have this conversation outside and how would they say things a bit differently because now that they've got a bit more awareness, because then I say, that that feels really painful. When you just said that, I don't think you meant it as an insult, but watching your partner's face, you just slapped them with your words. And how to have these conversations, what are you trying to say? What? How to get that meaning across without hurting the other person? So it can get quite okay. tense. It can get quite tense and, and maybe even loud. Like, for example, have you ever had a situation where a couple comes in um, after another, after the previous couple, and they say to you, "Well, Casey, that previous couple, hey, you, they were loud." I space my my clients with half an hour between each of them. Ah, clever. So that I have time to decompress between each session. If I have <clears throat> one after the other, I can't guarantee that I'm not going to still be thinking about the previous people. So, so you're not a sausage to, factory, hey? I'm 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 not the one of the ones who are in it for the money. I see maximum five people a day. Wow. I have five sessions a day maximum because I've emotionally. Because I have to give my best and I'm an all-or-nothing person. I can't handle keeping, holding all of that space for everybody. I need space for myself to decompress. How long is it? 45 minutes? It's, it's, it's 45 minutes to an hour. Most of the time like it's an hour. Class. Okay. Most of the time it's an hour class. and then I have my half an hour break in between <laughs> so that I do my best so that there's, if, if someone's running late, I can do my best to accommodate them. Also, if someone's coming early, I don't want people to have to sit and awkwardly watch the other people go past. It's not the most nice feeling watching privacy i try and make it as private as possible and also i need those i need to we i need to make tea i need to get it off my mind oh we didn't know you were human okay now okay okay i won't mention any names but like say there might be a woman you know late 40s or early 50s like they could be friends of ours and these are single women and i always say to bernice you know there's a reason why so and so is single and i'll give examples because she's this she's irritating she's this or that do you ever like some people work best single. 
So the, so some I'm people, single. Okay, okay. We're not talking about no, you. No, we're not talking about you. I know, but please talk about <laughs> but because I want to know the answer. Okay, okay, okay. Give me the answer. Okay, I secretively was thinking that, but I didn't want to laugh. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. laugh. Okay. But, but you weren't using her as the example. No, no, I wasn't. I no, wasn't no, going no. to. Okay. But Lorraine, 50 whatever, early. Single? Look, some people are just single at heart. I recently learned this term, single at heart, as an actual relationship category. They have sexual partners, but they're not in relationships with them, if they have sexual partners. They just work better single. They're happier single. They have a lot of friendships, but no relationships, no intimate partnered relationships. Okay. And they're very happy with but there's, that. But I, think the, but, there's, but I think more cases, the woman's unhappy. Or the man is unhappy. Hang on a sec. Let me tell you a bit about my story. I mean, I've had my boyfriends over the years. And the past, like, 15 years, I really haven't had a boyfriend. And it's been hard. It's tough. It's it's lonely. It's miserable. But you you kind of, I think subconsciously somewhere, I made a choice that I didn't want to have the relationship. Is there a pattern that you can recall why each relationship broke up? Did they always break up for the same reasons? Or is it all different? Is that a good question, Casey, or not? That's a very good question. Oh, thank you. And I'll, I'll, you say your thing, and then I'll say what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, no, I just run for the hills. Is that what happens? I get, I get, I get. Um, I was hurt very. I was hurt by a man very young in my, at, 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 very young. I remember the tears, and I remember the, the pain. Was so like sixteen, like very young. Yes, seventeen. Okay. And I remember the pain being so intense. And so hurtful that I'd never ever wanted to go through that again, and I've a- always kept people at a distance. So you've protected you yourself. So I have protected myself in in a, in, in many ways. I've, I have turned around and gone, you know what? I don't want to do this. I don't want this pain because they're going to let me down anyway. They're going to hurt me somewhere along the way. Mm. So that's been my stuff that I've got 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 hold that I've, that I've had to work with. But over the past four or five years, in fact, three or four years. I've just got to the fact that I actually like this. I like being on my own. I like spending time with me. I can do whatever I want, when I want, and how I want. It's, there's a lot of people who are very happy yeah, being it's single. Like quite, it's quite. But there's a lot of social stigma about being single. I think that's. I think a lot of the unhappiness that people well, have. I don't think I'm fucked at all. No. I'm only fully fucked. But I, I agree with what Casey's saying. I think that a lot of it is around social stigma and this, yeah. the sense that you're only deemed X, Y, Z if you're coupled partnered. up in a certain way and partnered and yeah. you've met whatever the social expectation is. It's the same about children. It's the same about everything. I mean, yeah. at, at one point, Damon and I weren't sure if we wanted to have children and you can't believe the judgment we experienced around You know what? It's just so funny. I There's walked a lot in here today and, and somebody uh, said to me today, oh, my God, Lord, you're looking fantastic. Look at your hair. And, such a nice guy to introduce you to. You got the, no, 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 no. Just great. And she goes, "Is there a man in your life?" And what? I went, "Absolutely not." Why does that come up? Why does that have to because come up? Because all of a sudden you're looking so much better. There yeah. must be someone you're but dressing up to impress for. But someone. can't it be for me? You know, in my world, and I live in a very different, in my head space, my little world. Everyone does what they need to do for themselves. So what you're describing makes perfect sense to me. But I understand. That other people are like, but why would she dress up for herself? And I dress like this every day. Because you dress like that for because you like to. But um, this obviously, but maybe it's just not the physical thing. Maybe it was an energetic thing. Maybe that you, you were just up. happier today. No, she, I, I'm just happy at the moment. I'm going through a very happy stage of my no life. You no longer have sinusitis, so you're no, no, happy. No, she's still got it. I'm she must still, still, still have it. Yeah, I've still got to have. You're on antibiotics, I assume. No, I'm done with them. I finished. Oh, them so you did take them? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just I, I think I think it's really. 
for me, I can say that it's, it's, you find a place of being mm. happy. You find a place of, you know, you're happy with what you do is, is for a living. You're happy with the people you socialize with. You're happy with everything around you. Even if there's so much drama going on around you, you're able to handle it better. But it's that happiness from within. And I have spent many years looking for it. Yes. You know, we, and being single for me now is like, oh, if your mom's feeling like it, fuck off. Well, we're, we're, you know what I mean? we're I don't brought give a up shit. to think that, you know, happiness comes from other people. Yeah, we look for happiness outside do, do of ourselves. Find, but do you find in your circle of friends that couples will avoid you? Like, no. Okay. No, my friends invite me. We all go out all the time. We've got a you don't, feel, you don't feel like a spare wheel. Never. Because we, I got, we got, like, we could have a friend who feels awkward being among couples. Mm-mm, you I know, don't it's feel like. It's, but, but it's what Casey's saying. It's that person is internalizing what society is I expecting say. them. Yeah. And also, I think some women do kind of fear the single, sexy girl in the in the periphery who could potentially steal their man. But then they need to look at their own insecurities because we don't own other people, which is the first thing. We can't steal boyfriends, which I think is a difficult thing for a lot of people to hear. So there's that. You don't own your partners. Your partner chooses to be with you. And if they choose to be with someone else, there's something that you need to look at in that relationship. So I think there's a lot of insecurity going around. And the the media, the society, we breed insecurity. People make money off insecurity. If people everywhere around the world or just in Joburg tomorrow turned around and said, I am happy with who I am and how I look, how many industries would just disappear? They'd go bankrupt. Exactly. You'd, you'd go bankrupt. I'd go course, bankrupt. You'd have no one to help. No. <laughs> then I'd find something else to do. There you go. But are you ever in a situation in your practice where a single person comes to you for help? Why am I single? That's not going to happen, hey? It does happen. It happens okay. a lot. And then we look at why do they think they're single? Because I don't have answers. Like I was saying earlier, I don't have answers. I only have what you tell me about yourself. So what's a common answer? Because There isn't one. Really? What I do sometimes have with the couples who come to me and they land up separating, I say to them, let's continue with this counseling, not because I need to make money of you because that is never my intention. But this is something that you say has happened to you guys before. Both of you have had the same pattern in previous relationships. So let's fix this one now because you're here. And let's fix the way you're working with each other and see how you've hurt each other so that in your next relationships, you can try and not repeat these patterns. Because awareness is an amazing thing. Once you know what you're doing and the impact it has, it often makes you step back before you go and do it. So certain words that come so easy to us, we don't realize the impact that they have on other people. I had a couple the other day and I had to ban the word lazy in my session because for the Coming from you. No, them. from them. They had to. They, okay. The one uses the word lazy in a very nonchalant way, and it hurts the other person so deeply. But they've never been able to express the level of hurt that the word lazy means to them. So I had to ban that word. I said, "You're not allowed to use the word lazy." It's, well, in the outside world, I don't know what you do, but when you're here, you can't use the word lazy, because the word lazy doesn't sound like a huge mm. insult to the general public, but to this particular person, you've just gutted them. It's like Dan, when constantly. I say to you, stop lying, you don't like it. Oh, it's devastating because I don't lie. But then you'll say you do lie. I'm not, I, well, she says she calls me, she called me a liar the other day. She says you're lying. And it hurts because and it was you're about, honest. And it was about the most trivial thing. Mm. She said that uh, something about, what was it about again? Um, Something that was done. Oh, someone came to fix the bath. And 
Lebo didn't know what it was about. Lebo and, didn't know what it was about. You didn't know what it was about. And I didn't know. Oh, anyway. And he a, sent them away. I sent them away. And then she said I was lying about the whole thing. And I wasn't lying. She said you were lying about Lebo not knowing what it was about. And you just did it again. Did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Lebo did, but Lebo did know about she it. She knew about it. I would love to be in one of their rooms when they have an argument. <laughs> but so just funny. that little, but those little words that are often said in jest are no. not funny to the person receiving those words. No, she doesn't mean it's in no, jest no, at I, all. No, I was in being, that, she's I was dead being serious. Dead, dead serious. Dead, dead, dead yes. serious. Dead serious. And she's called because me lazy. Because you perceived she's him called me as lying. Because well. you said, because you perceived him as lying there, and you said, no, you are lying to me. You didn't know what the story was, but Lebo did, and you still sent them away. And you're blaming Lebo. Yes. So take responsibility, which is the other thing that I would say. Sure. But you and need all to have huge words... conversations around what these words mean and, and break down the conversation. So a five-line conversation can be broken down in half an hour because of the meaning that you're hearing when someone says something to you but I think and the hurt that's there. Sorry, Casey, but I think the interesting thing about that is that's probably like a big fight for us. Yeah, because I don't lie. No, no, but um, just moving beyond whether who was right, who was wrong, I think importantly in our relationship, there's th- that would constitute a very big fight. Yes. And then it would be finished in 10 minutes. No, I sulk for at least the next couple of hours. But then I'll come you up just to don't you. care. No, well, sometimes <laughs> I care, so, but I, sometimes I'll come up to you and say, but darling, please stop sulking, you're sulking, it's not a big deal. But then you've just invalidated his feelings. Yes. <laughs> Because you're trying to make Look, it better. Look, crossing his arms. He's like, he's <laughs> but when you again. tell someone that's, that's not a big deal or why are you getting so upset, those things, the person is getting upset because to them it is a big deal. And they don't have the ability in that moment to tell you how much of a big deal it is. And because it looks small to you and you say those things, you don't mean to invalidate them, but we invalidate people all the time based on our own perception. We don't think it's a big thing, so we say so. And we don't realize how that impacts the person we're talking to. But you see, if you called me a liar or if you called me anything, I would probably accept it and move on. But no, you, you wouldn't. Because it doesn't have a trigger for if you. I, if if Damon had to come and said you're lying, that would be harmful. It's ha- very hurtful. hurtful. It's very hurtful. Maybe that wouldn't be a trigger to me. And because it's not a trigger to you, it's difficult for you to see and fully understand and feel how it's a trigger for him, which is why you tell him it's not a big deal. So Correct. instead of so telling him my own emotional exactly, standards, because that's him. we all look at the world through our own eyes. Yes. So next time he's sulking, just go and sit with him and let him sulk. No, I don't have time to let him sulk. I've got things to do. Very, she's very busy. I'm very busy. I, I, honestly, if he wants to sulk like a three-year-old, he must sulk, and then ten minutes later or three hours later, he'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, we must all just grow up here. There's a lot but of, why not? But just don't but, call me a liar in the first place, and then yes. we avoid all of this. But, but there's also a lot of a lot to be said for allowing people to feel their negative feelings, because you're feeling them, and they're not going to go away. Just he's let doing them, it for attention, Casey. Is he doing it for attention? I'm not doing it for attention. attention. When he's sulking, I think not, the least he needs is that kind I'm, of attention. I'm, I'm do, you not, know, do you know in the old days just what he used to man. do? No, no I'm just go, being, I'm being very, I'm genuinely no, upset. No, listen to this. He used to go sit in his car. He used to avoid me by going to sit in his car. Yeah, but we don't have a basement parking anymore. Where's he gone? And then I'd phone him and he'd go, Hello, where are you? I'm in my car in the basement. <laughs> Come back. No, you called me a liar. <laughs> so it's been a long but there's, standing there's painful no, but there's no basement. How old are you, Damon? Three. No, you called me a liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to say something. Just changing the subject. I've got to say to you, Damon, your jersey today is a has to be a mother's knit. Yes. 
It has to be this mine. This is a Naomi Calvary. This is my, one of my favorites. I can see. <laughs> it's worn thin. It's got this, this This jersey is older than Casey. Very possibly. This is a 1986 jersey. It's one year older than me. There you go. Well, bless the soul of that jersey. You've you must have run new. out of fabric. I got. He's got some new ones. I got she, a new one. I wore it yesterday. A, I tell you what, I'll yesterday. wear my new one next Thursday. Please wear it next Thursday. Yeah. This is just a piece of work. His new one. It's a piece of. It's a piece of art. His new one's actually very eighties. It's grey and it's got three squares that oh, are like no. in, a, in a like a step. You need one on with a rain. You, tell your tell your mother you want one with a reindeer on the front. No, I would never no, no, do that. No, you got it's big fashion. Jerseys are patterns on big fashion. Oh, rain on. Listen. Reindeers, whatever, but it's a big fashion. Okay. With a, with I'll a wear my new one next week. Thank you. But that, keeping up with the Calvaries draws to a close, I'm afraid. Oh, no. Casey, Casey Blake, thank you very much. Thank uh, you, relationship Casey. and sex uh, counsellor. Thank give, you, Damon. Give, give me a simple email address or website or whatever so if somebody needs to contact you for help. Okay, www.whatnowcounseling.co.za. What now counseling. What now counseling. Casey, C-A-S-E-Y. At whatnowcounseling.co.za. Lovely. That's Lorraine, cool. if someone needs to contact you, what, what is your Twitter handle if someone wants to harass you? Lorraine you know, Maisel. Lorraine, and you're Lorraine Maisel, hey? Lorraine Maisel. And they can contact Twitter, you. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and, and, I'm on and it. it's at, at Bernice Calvary, hey? Okay, lovely. And what's next? The Heat Show is next. Lovely. Oh, but they with, were here this morning already Jess- as well. Oh, then we had to warm them up. Yeah, Jessica, they were ready for Jessica, us. With our pinky finger first. Jessica <laughs> Levitt. Yeah, we started there with their pinky Andre Nierveling. <laughs> and they will heat you up. Thank you. Excellent. See you next week, eh? 10 o'clock. Yeah. Hopefully Alexa will be feeling better.